podcasting from my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper this is the smut lancer podcast a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it i'm your host and fellow smut lancer kayla lords welcome to episode 34. this week let's talk about why we need both the hustle and the ability to be patient at the same time in order to reach our goals if this is your first time listening glad to have you if you're back for another week welcome back the Smutlancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Smutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of all your income? Do you need help tracking how much you owe in quarterly taxes? Are you looking forward to the day when you make enough to even need to keep up with your taxes? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for all that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses, and to pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great for tracking your income, no matter how big or small. You can save 50% off the cost for the first year if you use my special link. That means you can get it as low as $5 a month for a full year just by going to bit.ly slash smutlancer. That's B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly slash smutlancer or just use the link in the show notes. So I did not anticipate today's topic. Uh, It hit me the day I said this is the day I will record episode 34. Uh, I thought I was going to talk about something else. Um, That was something I had personally sort of been going through over the past several days. And the way I look at something is if I'm going through something as a writer or a smut lancer or just a human, I sort of assume plenty of other people out in the world are going through it too. And that there's a way to discuss it and maybe, you know, connect or help people or give you, you know, a perspective maybe you didn't have before. But this one feels random and it it might even seem random to to you it's been a sort of a confluence of multiple things happening at once so one of those things is that i have been watching a lot more youtube um for motivation for education for inspiration for all the asians <laughs> all the things Um, some of it I use for here's how to grow a brand and how to grow an audience. And some of it's how to keep yourself going when every day feels like a slog kind of thing. Um, and one of the people I have been listening to, um, if you've even heard of him before, he is usually a very polarizing figure. It's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He is, um, for some, he's either completely motivational and kick you in the ass kind of uh, speaker, or he's awful, 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 and nobody should listen to him. Like most people who have heard some of what he talks about come down into one of those two camps. Two years ago, I heard him and went, oh, I cannot listen to him. He is too, he's too full of himself. He's not understanding all of the intricacies. It's, it's, he's not... He's not kind enough. Uh, I can't do it. And here I am two years later. And while there are times I go, "Mm, no, no, that's not. I can't agree with that. There are things that are speaking to me now that are making sense to me now. So I've been listening to him for better or worse. You can decide. And then I've been um, sort of doubling down on some of the things I want to get done. We've talked about in past episodes, some of my goals, personal uh, goals and things I'm working towards. It's why I took a hiatus from the uh, show for a month um, so I could focus on those things. Um, And then something happened today, the day I'm recording, it's Tuesday, October 16th. Um, I checked my stats on my main website, my personal sex blog, kaylalorges.com, and saw that I had hit 
a million all-time views. Now there's a very good chance I actually hit this number a while ago um, because it counts from the moment I was self-hosted, which was about a year after I started my blog. So I was on wordpress.com and then I transferred over and now I'm self-hosted. And it's not a number I've ever paid any attention to. It's not a number I watch. It, it's um, in the WordPress dashboard. I use Jetpack for my stats in the back end of my website. Uh, I have Google Analytics, but I don't really go there often. Um, and it was just keeping count for me of all time views. Now that's not uh, unique, unique views or return or this, it's just total a million. And I hit that number today. And it was not a number I'd ever cared about or thought about or wasn't planning to hit this. I wasn't, I didn't, still don't consider it a milestone in the sense of what have I accomplished as a sex blogger, but it's, you know, a million is a big number. And while I have no doubt there are bloggers out there who reached that number a long time ago, uh, maybe even very early on in their, their blogging career, it is big. And I recognize that it's big. I recognize that there are other sex bloggers out there who are like, okay, Maybe others hit it faster, but I haven't hit it yet. So it's still this n big number. At about the same time, I noticed it over the weekend, but I didn't really pay it any attention. Um, the, my very first podcast, Loving BDSM, we are 150 episodes strong as of the time of the recording, is, a, is close to, it's probably got another few, couple of months before it does, but it's about to hit a million downloads. And that is probably more impressive to me than the blog views. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's because podcasts feel very personal. You are actually hearing the sound of my voice. I cannot, technically I could edit something out later, but once I say it, it's out there. Whereas when I write something, I can read it to myself 20 times and massage the language so I sound a certain way. But when you have to say it out loud, even as you're recording, especially if you're lazy like me and are not gonna go back and redo it unless you have to, um, it's out there and there is no fixing it. And that's re that's who you are on a very real visceral level. So the fact that, you know, however many people uh, have enjoyed the uh, Loving BDSM podcast enough to download it however many times, that's astounding to me. Now, some people might be thinking, well, what the hell has this got to do with this topic? And um, that those both of those numbers represent two things that I think people, even myself included until recently, think of as two completely separate concepts that don't go together. And one is having patience and knowing that the goals we have set for ourselves will take time. And also the other idea of, but you gotta hustle and grind, you gotta hustle and grind every day, you should be hustling every day. And now that song is in my head. Uh, I'm not gonna sing it because nobody wants me to do that. But if you know the reference, five bonus points to you. So, um, and Gary Vaynerchuk is the one who has helped me see that you have to, in my opinion, at least I agree with him on this. You need both patience and the hustle and grind because it is both that gets you to milestones. Even if they're not milestones you were planning on, I promise you the first time I ever turned on a microphone and said, here, I'll record my voice and hope nobody laughs their ass off at me when I don't mean them to. I never thought about what will happen when I get to a million. When I start every day I blog, I'm not looking at my numbers for, oh, is this the day I reach a million? Is this the day I reach two million? I don't think of it in those terms. But 
right now in this moment when I'm forced to look at the fact that I did reach those milestones, I have to ask myself, okay, well, how did I do it? And I, I felt a little weird putting it out on my Twitter saying, hey, look what I did or look what's happening because part of it's what I did and part of it is what's happening because uh, I don't want anybody to feel bad, but I also want to show what's possible. But in this episode, I really want to talk about why why it's possible and how it's possible and, and how we get there. And to me, it is both having patience and a willingness to hustle and grind. So let's talk about hustle and grind. It's got a really bad reputation among some people, myself included. I don't usually use that term to describe myself when I'm, because I don't like it, even though let's be honest, I think that's a term a lot of us can use to describe ourselves. Um, most people see it as that person who's fast talking and constantly looking towards, you know, how they can do something better, how they can succeed. They don't really care about other people. All they care about is the work they're doing, the thing they're going to build. And a lot of people, I think when they hear somebody refer to what they're doing as a hustle and grind, kind of feel like it's a little slimy or a little shady or a little bit less than authentic, that it's all about the results you get and not about the thing you're doing and whether it's creative or whether you have a passion for it. And I don't agree with that at all. The hustling grind for me is what are the things I'm going to do to achieve the goals, right? And I have fallen into that trap of thinking that hustle and grind means you are on 24 seven, you are constantly going, you never stop, you never sleep. That's not true. <laughs> there are plenty of tricks to make it look like we're never sleeping and we are constantly on the go. Uh, scheduling and automation are the top two, um, but that's not it in reality. For me, it's making a plan, committing to the plan, executing the plan and being consistent with what you're doing. So consistent can mean anything you need it to mean. For some people, for them to be consistent, they have to do a thing every single solitary day. For others, it's this is a thing I do on this day of this week, and then tomorrow I will do another thing completely separate and apart on that day of the week, and I will do that every week like clockwork. That's my grind. I have a schedule, I have a system, and I will execute it to the best of my abilities every single day, every chance I get. It is not any less authentic. It is not about how fast, or it should not be, I should say, about how fast things happen. It's about the way in which you operate in achieving your goals. And so when I look at hustle and grind like that, I go, yeah, I hustle and grind. I'm all about the hustle and grind. The grind is what I'm doing every single day. The hustle for me is keeping my eyes open and ahead and looking ahead to what's coming up, what do I need to do that I've committed to do, what out, what is out there that I might want to try, that I might, um, that might work for me, that uh, in new information I need to take in, I'm constantly sort of keep looking up and out while also going through the very determined motions of the work that I've set for myself. We all have our own pace with this, we all have our own way of doing this, my pace should not necessarily be your pace. Your pace should not necessarily be anybody else's pace, but that's where I think a lot of people get wrapped up in this hustle and grind. We see somebody like, let's just use his name again, a Gary, a Gary V who is, speaks every day, works 18 hours a day, is constantly on the go. And we think, oh, when they say hustle and grind, that's what they're saying. I have to be like that. And I reject that completely. That to me is not the hustle and grind. The hustle and grind, like everything else, is personal to you, okay? 
what are the things you're going to do? What are the things you're going to do consistently? What are the new things you're going to try? What is it you're going to do to achieve your goals? What's the work you're putting in? That to me is, is the hustle and grind. So then there's the other side of it, which probably seems like uh, an, an oxymoron. Is that the word I want? Probably. And that's patience. Like how can you do hustle and grind and be patient? Well, patience is in knowing that whatever it is you've set out to achieve is going to take time, that none of it is coming to you quickly. None of it will happen as fast as you want. None of it will be immediate. It is all the little things you do every single day in your hustle and grind will add up over time to the thing you want to achieve ultimately. And if you don't have the patience to know that every day you're gonna have to do something and that something can be as big or as small as you want it to be. And I say every day and maybe it's Monday through Friday and maybe it's three days a week, but on your schedule, right? You do those things consistently over and over and over again for the long term. And it's your patience in knowing that you have to do this for the long term that will get you to where you want to be. So if you start out and go, I'm going to hustle and grind my way through this sex blog and I'm going to post 30 posts this month and I'm going to write all this stuff and I'm going to do all these things. And then you know what? I can just, I'm going to hustle and grind it out for a solid month. And then I can just sit back and watch all the views and the money roll in. Ooh, I would like some of what you're drinking. Okay. That is not what happens. If that happens for anybody, they are the exception, not the rule. The, the rest of us, we're going to have to grind it out on our blogs for however long it takes to reach whatever milestone we want to hit. Okay. Started out talking about a million views. That was never a milestone I cared about. I never thought about it. it never, I mean, I think that's why it feels so weird right now. Like I hit a million views. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything to me other than it happened. But I also recognize that had I not shown up and blogged and done the blogging I did that fit with my life at the time, over time for now six years, I would never have hit a million views. Do you see what I'm saying? So I had to do all those, not just sometimes daily things, but sometimes weekly things, all those little things all the time within my own blog so that six years plus later I could hit this milestone. So that's what I mean when we talk about marrying the two concepts together and why we need both. Why, whatever your definition, your healthy, positive definition of hustle and grind is, needs to also be partnered with patience, okay? And patience to me is committing to those long-term goals. It is not about the short-term gratification. It is not about the, I put a thing up today and look at all the love it's getting, so clearly I'm set for life because I did that one thing. No, 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 no the post you uh, published, the picture you made, the product you made, the thing you put out in the world, that was part of your grind. Now, let's wait six months, a year. How did today's grind affect your outcome six months to a year from now? That's, that's how I'm looking at this now. And I'm not sure I'm even speaking about it in, in, a, in the way I will ultimately think of it because it's kind of a new concept to me too. Um, I have sort of been in love with the idea of defining my own hustle and grind and embracing the fact that, yeah, I, I hustle and I grind and I get shit done. And yeah, that's part of who I am. But I never thought about it being partnered with patience and those two things working together. This is sort of really new to me too, but there are some things 
that I have thought about and some tips that I am incorporating um, in my own work and in my own life that I will, I'm absolutely going to share with you in this episode. Um, And some of these things are things I've been doing and that we've even talked about in past episodes, but it's under this umbrella that you're going to figure out what your grind is. You're going to figure out how you personally can hustle. And you're going to, if you do, are not blessed with the gift of patience. I'm not. Uh, it's taken me a long, long time to even become as patient as I am. And John Brownstone would tell you that I'm still not very patient. So this is a, a journey. This is not a, oh, you're going to do these things and tomorrow it'll all be perfect. No, no, no. This is an ongoing kind of thing. So the first tip I have um, is to make a plan for yourself and set goals. And we have talked about this on the blog. I'm sure we've talked about this in past episodes. Um, if you don't have a plan and you haven't set any goals as a smut lancer, whatever it is you're trying to achieve f- for any of this stuff, that's the first step. Okay. Your plan, your goals, that's a living, breathing, I'm going to say document. I don't, I would prefer that you write them down. I think that's best, but however you keep track of this, this is a living, breathing thing. It is going to change and morph over time as you learn new things, take in new information, realities change, you know, what, you know, whatever plan you have today might be predicated on the fact that Twitter is a thing and tomorrow Twitter might not be a thing. So then you'll have to adjust your plan. You see what I mean? But that plan and those goals need to be both long-term and short-term. The short-term goals, that's part of your hustle and grind. Short-term, I'm going to post a blog post consistently every Monday and Wednesday. I'm going to share a photo every Friday or every simple Sunday. I'm going to write 300 words a day on my book. Like whatever your thing is to get to a short-term goal where you're going to finish a thing in a month or you're going to finish a thing in six months. That's a short-term goal. What's your long-term goal? Okay. I want X number of subscribers. I want to hit X number of views. I want to get, I want to earn X number of dollars through affiliate sales. Right. And then we back that up and we figure out what you have to do to get to those long-term goals. So you have to give yourself something to strive for long-term and you have to give yourself something to do to work for the thing you're striving for. That's the short-term. That's to, to me, that's the hustle and grind. Now, the next tip is to do what feels right to you, not necessarily what everyone else is doing. Um, my little side note to this was beware sh- shiny object syndrome. That means that new tools will come out, new websites will come out, new ways of doing things, new ideas. Somebody is going to talk about a way they did a thing on Facebook. And for a moment, you're going to go, maybe I should do that thing on Facebook. If it feels right to you, if you, if it's something that speaks to you and you go, oh my gosh, I really think that is the thing, fine. But if you are deciding that you want to try a thing because somebody else is doing it and for no other reason, I would say take a breath, give yourself some time and space to think about it, stick with what seems right to you. Now, let me give you some examples. There are lots of things I wish I was doing. Part of me thinks I should have a face a secret Facebook group to talk to people. Part of me, and I've had this plan for like two years, wants to start a, a Twitter chat for smut lancers and one for kingsters. Uh, part of me wants to um, do more uh, with Instagram stories and Instagram live. But, and there's all these things I could be doing. We have more options to promote ourselves, to get our content in front of people and to build an audience than we're even capable of truly imagining. I cannot do all of those things. And some of those things are not good fits for me. 
I am a writer first and foremost. I'm a talker into microphones second. Those are the things where I um, enjoy and I'm good at them and I want to do them. I will shove everything else to the side to make time for those things. That's where my focus needs to be. That doesn't mean I shouldn't try new things. That doesn't mean I shouldn't look at new tools or consider new ways of doing things. But I also have to personally, and I'm saying this to you because if I'm going through it, somebody else is too. I also don't need to do what everybody else seems to be doing. I need to do what fits me and my personality. You need to do what fits you and your personality. In the early days of all this, you might not have a freaking clue. You're gonna have to try some things. You're gonna have to say, oh, I'll go do that thing on YouTube and then maybe realize, no, I don't wanna do that thing on YouTube. Or go over to Instagram and go, oh, I don't wanna do that thing. You might have to search out and experiment before you land on exactly what works for you. Um, but when you do, don't ever feel bad that you're doing what is right for you, even if nobody else is doing it, even if everybody else is chasing shiny objects, okay? And they're running off to do these fun, new, cool things. You are grinding it out on the thing that speaks to you, whatever that might be, because you have the patience for your long-term goals. You see where I'm going with this, okay? The other part of that is to get really good at what you do. And this takes time, effort, and patience, and it takes doing it consistently over and over and over again. So I know plenty of people who would say, what do you mean you can write a blog post in 30 minutes? Well, I can't write every blog post in 30 minutes, but some of them I can. Why? Because I write all the time. The thing I do not struggle with, finding the word I want, maybe. Massaging and editing a post, yes. Images in my post, oh my God, I'll spend an hour trying to figure that out. But getting my thoughts from in my brain through my fingertips to a screen, I've now got so much practice that that part is not difficult for me. So the things that take you a while right now, the things that you feel like you can't do as much of as you'd like because they take so long, the more you do them, the better you get. It's one of many reasons why I harp so much on being consistent, on figuring out a method and a schedule and sticking to it as best you can. Because the longer you do something, the more often you do it, the better and faster you get at it. Now, there for some people, they will never become a slam 500 words out in 30 minutes. It's just not a thing they're gonna be able to do. But there will be other things that you are good at that is part of your long-term goals and short-term grind that you can get really good at. There, Be proud of what you're good at. If you are really good at taking a sexy picture, not only celebrate the fuck out of that, but do as much of it as you can and put it out in front of the world, okay? If you're really good at writing smut, then do not be ashamed that you fucking write smut, okay? If you have this need to bear your absolute soul on your blog and talk about all the personal things, I do not care if no other blogger does it. If you're really good at it and you feel like it's important to you and it matters to you, then do it. Because the better we get at things, the easier it is to achieve the goals that are connected to those things, okay? Sometimes we don't know a goal is connected to a thing. So I forget until I get to Monday every week that Masturbation Monday is one of the highest viewed days on my personal blog. So and sometimes I feel very apologetic that I'm not writing something sexy enough. It's not quite smutty enough. It's not fiction. Fiction is not my strength. Nonfiction is. And then I write something that is true to me. It is eh, 
sometimes a little erotic and nonfiction. And I get better feedback on that than when I try my hand at something that I'm not comfortable with and I'm not good at and I don't really care that much about. This is not me saying you should not try new things or experiment with your content or do things you're not good at. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. But part of that long-term thing and the way that you can get more out of your hustle and grind is to focus on what you're good at as long as you enjoy it. Remember, I just said, do what feels right to you. Do not apologize for writing in a certain way because you don't think anybody else is writing that way. You don't, nobody else needs to write that way. That's your way. And your way is gonna get you the audience. It's gonna ultimately get you the views. It's gonna ultimately over time, however long it's gonna take, it's gonna get you to where you wanna be. So get really good at what you do and have no shame in it. I don't care what it is. As long as it's legal and it's consensual, then just get good at it and be proud of what you can do. And that will be part of your hustle and grind because the better you can do at it when you have the time, the more content you can pump out and the more of it you can do. And that works towards building your long-term goals. Now, the next tip is the thing that I think some of us struggle with, including myself. And that is to be honest with yourself about what you can do and your personal bandwidth to add more on. So because a lot of us have this definition of the hustle and grind as just being on and constantly going 18, 20 hours a day, we worry that we will never be able to keep up and we try to take on too much and then we sort of overload our circuits. And those of us who have mental health issues we fizzle out in ways that can be really, really bad for us. Um, I went through this for a long time and it would it was my anxiety that would flare up and then I'd be down for the count for a week or two, which meant I wasn't productive for a couple of weeks and I was riddled with guilt and I was overwhelmed and I wondered if I would ever achieve my goals all because I wasn't honest with myself. One, I wasn't honest with myself about what I was capable of doing. And two, because I had false ideas about how much I'm supposed to be doing. You are supposed to be doing as much as you can personally handle while also keeping yourself healthy, okay? That means there will be times you can't do as much as one, you want to do, and two, the next sex blogger over, the next smut lancer over doing something similar to you. That's why we have to get away from that compare thing that we do that I've talked about in multiple episodes. We have to get away from that because you are looking at somebody else in a snapshot of this moment in time when maybe they have more bandwidth than they will have in two or three months or two or three weeks or two or three years. You cannot compare your reality of today with their reality of today. Today, you only have so many hours in the day, so much attention you can give and so much mental capacity for the thing you wanna do. Okay, that's fine. If that means you can only give an hour a day, that hour a day is better than no hours a day. If all you can give is 15 minutes, then give 15 minutes. If you've got to take a day off, take a fucking day off, okay? But be honest with yourself and stop trying to be um, the person who can do it all and be everywhere and because you think you're supposed to and you think that you will somehow make all of your goals come true that much faster. What you will do, I know from personal experience, is burn yourself the fuck out and then you won't get anywhere. Then you'll be stuck, then you'll be 10 steps back. Much, much better to go slow, be realistic, say this is what I can do and keep myself 
mentally healthy. This is what I can do and keep myself emotionally healthy. This is what I can do and keep myself physically healthy. Will it be as much as you want to be? A lot of times, no, it won't. No, it won't. There will be times in your life it won't be near enough. And then other times, what you'll find is that everything's sort of clicking along and you're more productive and you're getting more done and you're feeling really good and you're making progress and you can actually see the visible progress that you're making with your hustle and grind. And you can look back and go, oh, look how far I've come in this month or this six weeks or whatever, because right now you've got enough bandwidth to be able to handle all the things you wanna do and try. But we have to also be, um, kinder to ourselves creative people in general but and certainly in the sex blogging community we will beat ourselves up over shit. and i know it's kind of a creative person thing it's also um, there are many of us who are anxious whether that's a diagnosed thing or just you know a low level we kind of are anxious people you know it's and we want this thing that the world would tell us we can't have you can't be a sex blogger and have credibility and make money and build a career off of it well I'm going to find out how wrong that is. That's, that's my personal goal. And I think some of you guys out there are feeling the same way that, yeah, yeah, the fuck we can. We can do this thing. Will it be easy? No. Will it be worth it? Yes. That, that's the hope, right? But we are so mean to ourselves. So from one mo the other part of that is not to just be kinder to yourself, but to be more consistent with yourself. So let me give you a, a small example. Um, over the past several months, especially, oh gosh, after the for after March, April of this year, uh, I pretty much had to promise John Brownstone that I would stop working uh, seven days a week, every week, until I just I got sick or until I was so exhausted I couldn't see straight or until I was an anxious mess, right? I had I pretty much had to make a promise as his long-term partner and wife and all that good stuff, right? And the commitment I made was that I would do my absolute best to, I might have to work late some nights, but I would not work weekends anymore. And if I had to work weekends, it'd be extenuating circumstances that he and I would talk over and he would say, "You, yeah, he was okay with. Now, for those of you who don't know, he is also my dominant in a DS relationship. So he gets to kind of say, I've consented to that. So, um, that has been our method and plan. And for the most part, I might work an hour here on a Saturday. I might work maybe on a Sunday afternoon for an hour or so. But out of the past four or five months, I've maybe had to devote one or two weekends solid to work to a project that needed to be to be finished with it for a client. And that's worked out really well. And what it means is I've become very, very jealous and guarded with my weekends. I will, to the best of my ability, I will ignore social media. I will, I might check in to make sure there's no dumpster fires in one of my websites or that nobody's like freaking out over something and I haven't answered, but I don't, anything I post is either like really lighthearted and it's just this funny thing or it's scheduled and automated. Um, and I don't really answer a lot of, uh, listener or reader questions over the weekend. Like I give myself the mental break and I do that consistently because it has allowed me to, um, conserve energy and to be healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally, to be more productive Monday through Friday. Once I kind of told myself, no, 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 you have to get this done Monday through Friday. You know, I get shit done because I don't want to give up my weekend. But I also will still beat myself up over it. You know, if I would just work this weekend and edit those videos, I could get so much more done. We could have so much more views. We could do so much more this. We could do, and I'll beat myself up because I don't think that I'm doing quite enough. 
So I tell you that because I know that if I'm doing it, other people are doing it too. And if it's hard to see when we're, we're lost in the weeds, it's hard to see the progress we're making um, when we're focused on the thing we could be doing next, the thing we're not doing that we haven't done. And that leads me to the next tip, which is you gotta get out of the weeds and the minutia. There are times you absolutely need to sink down into the weeds. You need to get into the thing and go, okay, how can I make this blog post the best blog post ever to get the most possible amount of traffic to it? How can I promote this thing on social media to hopefully get the most amount of views to it? Like, yes, there are times we need to be in the weeds. We need to like be focused on the minutia of what we're trying to do, but we need to get out of that. We need to be in that less because it's one thing when you're working on the thing you're creating and you're in the weeds, you, that's where you need to be. But when it's being used as a cudgel over yourself and you're like, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I'm not doing this, so clearly I'm failing. Come back out, like get a thousand foot view, a 10,000 foot view. Do things like, go look at your numbers. Now, I wanna be very careful with, um, encouraging people to look at numbers because I think that is yet another cudgel we use to beat ourselves up with. Somebody out there will have looked at my little tweet about having a million views and they will have judged themselves and found themselves lacking that they do not have those kinds of views. Okay, that's not what I want. So I don't want you to compare the number you're at today with the number that you have somehow convinced yourself you should be at or somebody else's number. That's not what I want you to do. However you look at your numbers, and I'm pretty sure if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're the type of person who probably looks at your numbers. However you look at whatever metrics you look at, I don't want you to look at the total number. The total number eh, doesn't matter quite as much here, and this is not the point of this exercise. What I want you to do is I want you to compare that number. And, and depending on how long you've been doing this, ideally compare it year over year. That's the ideal, but you might not have been doing this long enough, or you might not have been doing a specific thing where you have metrics like, a social media profile or whatever to be able to compare that long. So go back the furthest amount you can, right? The furthest distance, six months. I like round numbers. So a year, six months, those are like easily divisible. They make me happy. Maybe three months, maybe a quarter. And I want you to compare where you're at today. We're, we're not gonna care what the number is, but I want you to compare where you're at today with where you were a year ago or six months or whatever your time frame is. And as long as there's growth, you're on the right track. I've said this before. I've said this in other episodes. I know for a fact I have. As long as there's growth, you are on the right track. The point is not to be at some arbitrary number that somebody else is at that doesn't mean anything, sometimes even to them, but certainly has nothing, no bearing on what you're doing or where you're at in your journey. The point is to be better than where you were, to have moved forward in some way. Not the total. I could give two shits about the fucking total. I want you to go and look and see are you any better than you were? So maybe that's your um, your blog stats, your views. Maybe it's your social media followers. Maybe it's, I don't care. Pick a metric that you're looking at. Go with one that you're obsessed over because here's what I think happens. And this is what happens when you get into the weeds. You're looking at the day by day and you're going, oh, I only got 20 views yesterday, but three days ago I got 30. But what happened in those days? Not a fucking thing happened. What I want you to really look at is, okay, in October of this year, I had this many views. Well, where was I in October of last year? Okay, October is not a good month because uh, we're in October, September. September of this year versus September of last year. September of this year versus six months prior. That's what I want you to look at. And even then, that's not a perfect way because numbers are cyclical. So 
I was on track. I'm, I'm still on track for KaylaLords.com to have probably the best year I've had views wise. But I had a massive dip in March and April when we had all these tech issues across the website. We had to change our hosting, all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, I have still not quite bounced back to where I was prior to March and April. And so when I look at the year, I can get really down. Like I can get really, really frustrating. Go, why have we not bounced back? Why am I not at least up above where we sh- where I think we should have been, blah, blah, blah. And then what I do is I go, whoa, whoa, but what about last year? What about this time last year? And there was one month, I'll be honest with you, because it happens, that last year's month was better than this year's. The next step to that, though, is then to get honest with yourself and go, okay, were there things I didn't do that I could have done? Was there something going on with my health where I just didn't have a choice? Did Was I focusing on something else? And if I was focusing on something else at the time, did can I find growth there that offsets this place where I feel like maybe the number's not quite as good. But I really want you to get big picture. And that's what that million views at KaylaLords.com represents to me. It is massive big picture. It's not a metric I was was counting. It's not anything I was thinking about. There's never been a day where I'm like, you know what? I can't wait to the day I hit a million views. I know that was, that was never one I thought about. And yet when I look at that number now, that represents six years of work. That represents almost 1900 blog posts. That represents all the times I spent answering questions, replying to comments, the things that I do. And I'm not saying you have to do what I have done. You have to do what feels right for you based on the information that you have, based on your personal bandwidth, based on the skills you have, based on the things that you're comfortable doing. And if you do just a little bit of digging out there in Google, you will find more options than you're ever going to be able to keep up with. And so at a certain point, you kind of got to go on intuition. Well, what kind of feels right? What, What seems right? And then just try a thing and stop doing it if it doesn't work and keep doing it if it does. But that's what that number represents to me. It represents all that work. And I am well aware that some people may never get to that number. And some people got to that number in their first year of blogging. That's the nature of it. But I don't care. I'm not in a competition with anybody else. I'm in a competition with myself. I've got my own personal long-term goals that that number kind of has a place in. It's it's an interesting fact. It's a big number. Big numbers are fun, right? But it doesn't have any bearing to me on what I'm going to do tomorrow to keep reaching my goals and growing my audience and trying to build on these weird smut lancy sex bloggy dreams I have. It is just another fact. And what it really is, is it goes back to the patience. I could never have predicted that number six years ago. I couldn't. And if I had started out with my, my blogging adventure going, you know what, trying to get to a million blog views, I could very easily have overwhelmed myself, burned myself out, thought I was failing all the way along the way. And what I wouldn't have known is that it took this amount of time to reach that milestone. And that's how much time it was going to take. And I did the things most of the time that were right for me and that I got there. Okay, now what am I going to do next? And that's the other thing. You got to that particular arbitrary number. You got to that goal. And what happens next? And that is what the hustle and grind part is about. The patience is looking back over time and going, oh, wow, over the span of a year, here's where I've gotten. And then the grind is going, okay, I've gotten there. Now, what am I going to do next to reach a new milestone in a year that I can't even necessarily even predict, but I'm going to work towards it, whatever it might be. 
So yeah, that's that's episode 34, way longer than 30 minutes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm trying not to make these t hour to an hour and a half like I do on Living BDSM. Um, for somebody who hasn't fully fleshed out her thoughts, I have lots of opinions. Um, I do not think any one piece of advice or any one method works for everybody. I think as with all advice you hear, whether for me or from anybody else, you need to take what works for you and, and speaks to you and then reject the rest. Um, I do think that rethinking how you feel about hustle and grind, that has been really like life altering for me. What I'm doing while I'm doing it, that's my hustle and grind. But I'm gonna go rest on the weekends and recharge so I can come back strong on Monday, right? Patience, which I'm still, it's not a virtue of mine, y'all. Um, I have right now because I have put in the time, because I have been doing this since 2012 and I have all that history to look back over and the experience now to go, oh wait, here, here I am after all this time and this is where it's gotten to me. So some of you are not ready for patience. Some of you, have, you're, you're, it's too soon. You don't have the numbers to look back over. You don't yet have the experience. You still have a lot of what ifs. I still have a lot of what ifs. But if any of this was helpful, take whatever out of it was helpful, apply it to you. If nothing else, what I would hope that you walk away with um, in this episode is to be kinder to yourself and to stop beating yourself up because you're not doing enough. Are you doing what you can? If you can honestly, honestly say, I'm doing what I can that is best for me, that is healthiest for me, then that's all that matters. Whatever that is, there's no right or wrong level. It is what is right for you. And when you can do more, do more. And when you need to do less, you have to pull back to, to stay healthy and happy and whole, then do that too. And it's all legitimate and it's all okay. And if you're in it for the long term, you will get where you're going eventually. Might not be on whatever arbitrary timeline you've given yourself, but you will get there. Um, when, in my view at this point, when you combine both the uh, understanding that you need to be patient with some level of hustle and grind to get through the day-to-day -day stuff. So there we go. I'm done ranting. I'm, I promise I'm totally done ranting. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.